This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Law & Order S Review here on Fanversation. I'm Yelts Eagle. I'm joined by the incredible Felicia Michelle. Hello, Felicia. Oh my gosh, I feel like so happy to be back. Come here, come in, everybody. I want to hug you all. I miss you guys. <laughs> yes, thank you, uh, everyone who's joining us. Uh, thank you, Felicia, for being here. Apologies for the delayed time. It's a special weekend and everyone's busy. So um, I'm not taking. Weekend. Yeah, I'm not taking the blame, even though it's my fault that we moved it. Um, <laughs> uh, Jennifer says, hello, glad you're back, Felicia. Um, yeah, we're happy you're here. Again, I'm happy to everyone who's here live with us. I appreciate you coming at this special time. If you're listening to the audio podcast, you're like, this is at a different time. Nope. For you, it's the same. Um, Anytime is a good time to listen to this podcast. So even if you're true. listening or you're here with us now, then, you know, it's fine. Just again later, you know, hit replay, yeah. hit five stars. Thank you. Um, Zach says, missed you, Felicia. So hey, good. I you guys too. So much good, like like longer SVU is happening. Hey Amber, All, so much good Law and Order SVU is happening, and I'm so disappointed that I'm coming back, and this is the episode that I'm now forced to talk about. I was like, there's been so many good episodes, wow. I haven't been able to do the show, and now the one that I'm like, yay, and I'm like. Oh. No, but before we get into it, because we we're going to have a lot we of fun. Yes. yes. Um, as a reminder, this is season 22, episode 15, What Can Happen in the Dark. Uh, if you're in a situation where you need help, please reach out to Rain. Their number is 1-800-656-4673. 1-800-656-4673. Also, um, sometimes the show goes dark and we make light, and that is how we process and get through it. This episode, I feel, didn't get dark, and we're going to make light anyway, because this was not the best episode. <laughs> um, I've said it before, and I will say it again, but, and I'm talking strictly about television and SVU, domestic violence episodes are not the best. There were some good ones. <laughs> There was some good, well, there? That was, no, that was more well, that was more like a rip from the headlines. The one that was like a play on the Chris Brown Rihanna like situation. But that was that's oh, like rip from the headlines. That, but that actually violence, you're right. Was uh, a that yeah. was actually my favorite domestic violence episode, I would say. That's a weird statement. Um here's the quick <laughs> cap. context. It's very weird. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um the quick cap, Garland asked Benson to investigate an unusual domestic violence case when his neighbor is found injured. All right, that's the quick cap. Um, Felicia, what did you think of this episode? Super quick. Um, I don't want to throw the whole thing in the garbage because that's not really fair. Because I think there are some, I, I think Law & Order always does a really good job at hitting on different topics and kind of mm -hmm. like in the beginning season, it's not really letting us know where it's going to go in in certain topics or what direction they're going to go in. So I thought it was going to definitely be something about like marriages, like power structure and marriage. I didn't think it was going to end up being domestic violence at all. I was hoping for 
a more of a twist to the twist, but Wait, there was a twist. I mean, I guess the twist was that he was, you know, being abused by his wife and not, you know, we're, I mean, we're led to believe he's having problems at work. I mean, that's sure. the initial. So I'm, I, that was like the, the, the takeaway, the good part. I'm trying to be positive so bad. I was just like, nah, I didn't like it. Didn't like it. No, no. Let me see. Let me check, check my notes. Um, I did like this episode. What I did like about it was more of um, Garland's personal life. I enjoyed mm. seeing more of his wife, more of him interacting with his child, more of him being um, a human aspect of it. I, I do always, I'm not going to lie, like when the show goes into someone's personal life. I right. think that this just wasn't the best way that they've interjected into his personal life. Um, mm -hmm. But it was it was an interjection. It was nice. I don't like his college t-shirt, though. I didn't like that. <laughs> um, I didn't. Not because of Yale. Why I didn't like it, I'll tell you why. And, and, and it struck me when I was watching it. And I'm just going to say it because it's how I feel. You have this super successful, prominent, uh, intelligent, in command, good family man, seemingly good family, seemingly great husband, mem great member community, church goer, and all of his success. And you're like, okay. And you're like, Yale? There are so many HBCUs out there. There's so mm. many other schools. And it kind of, it kind of, in a small way, reinforces that to have these things, you have to have this background or this type of pedigree. And that's just absolutely not true. Like our vice president went to an HBCU. So I just was like, I saw that and I was like, I just, just put him in something else. Just, did he have, did he have to go to Yale? Like, does that have to be the college he went to? But that was just maybe a personal preference of mine. I think I noticed in television. Sure, but that is an absolutely great point um, that I think is very much overlooked. And I think that you make a really great point. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I Here's some things I liked. Um, I have some things. There are some things I liked. I loved that our favorite nurse, uh, Nurse Rudy, not only was back, but got to testify. And in his testimony, he brought up something that like reminded me of other episodes where I've brought up like minor sexual details that should have been used. And he explains how um, in the past, in his history that uh, he's seen that this type of tearing is not likely from a personal use because usually someone doing this intentionally would have used lube. And I think like it's such a tiny detail, but it's so important. And it's like in previous episodes when people are like, oh, maybe you're into BDSM. And I always point out, then they would have had a safe word. Like just these little details that anyone who knows how these things work would know. And so I loved having um, Nurse Rudy there. I, I like my note says no lube with like five exclamation points um, because it's 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 a tiny detail, but it matters so much. Um, so that's a big thing for the writers right there. I also want to talk about Cat not believing um, our victim. Because that was interesting. I appreciated that Carice even pointed out to Rollins, like, shouldn't Kat be lecturing me? And I don't think we got an excuse as to why Kat did not believe Andy. Right? I wasn't super clear on on that. I, I kind of, and I mean, to be honest, I guess if that's something that pointed out for you, I think that that didn't really have much to do with this actual storyline and maybe more it's for character development so I guess I just didn't really 
it just it was like it wasn't it was something I remember, but it wasn't something like it stands out in the episode to me. But I do think it's part of her character development, and maybe that's yeah, something it, along the lines of yeah. Go ahead. But that's the thing is, it didn't make any sense. Like I, it didn't make any sense for her character, especially because Carice even points out like, shouldn't Cat be saying this? Yeah. And Cat's like, no, I don't believe him. Um, and then Carice even says, for what it's worth, my brother-in-law was sexually assaulted by his female parole officer. So like. And Kat says, yeah, I've read cases, but in this one, I don't believe it. And I want to know why. Um, mm. it, it's so interesting. Um, oh, Jennifer says, wasn't there no accusation yet? I thought it made sense because there wasn't enough evidence yet. Quite, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, and back to your original point about um, the the T-shirt. Uh, Zach says, glad I'm not the only one who knows that Wish Garland wore a Howard shirt. Yeah. Um, or any or any of the other institutions that are out right. there, the other schools that aren't Ivy League schools that a majority of people, whether they're of any certain color, are not going to get into. Like maybe just that. That's what you know. <laughs> nope. Um, to be in Garland's in Garland's position, you have you to have, have, gone, to, have Yale. gone to an Ivy League school. Yale only, only you will not be successful. Um, I'm just joking. It just no, but it's like a small little message that kind of gets sent out, but um. To your point with Kat, I think it's like a we they want to still keep reminding us that she's a rookie and like she still makes mistakes and she's still like, sure. like learning and it's like that rookie thing, you know. But it's just it did you're right, that really didn't go with her character. I was kinda like, oh, okay, like and just like kind of moved on. Um there this there were other things about this episode that I just didn't go on. Yeah, like I just didn't like they just didn't like resonate with me, and I feel like bad because I don't want to say like oh it was boring because it was domestic violence. I don't think it was boring because of that. I think it just had it. They could have just done so much more. Like I or like maybe I I don't know what they could have done to satisfy me. Honestly, don't even ask Look, me. It's I, like asking if I want to eat. I don't know. I just know I want I, food. Here's the thing. I unlike Taylor, I don't expect every episode to have wild storylines and twists and like ridiculous words coming out of people's mouths but um i do you do i see so the two of you do the thing is i when you think about i i like that you brought up the um it was caleb bryant and um sasha were their names not the not to um chris brown and rihanna episode um that episode was good and interesting and that one didn't have, I think, any shocking twists, um, but it did have, it like did engage me. Whereas this one reminds me a lot of the episode that was ripped from the headline of um, the football player who beat the girl in the, in the, and like the video footage, the the sport player. And then they mixed it with the Solange storyline in the okay, elevator. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which that episode was also, I found, not as interesting. Um, so, I like, just, yeah. The messaging. The messaging is what's right here. So, some things that they do very well on this show is, like you said, putting the nurse on that stand in that small detail, making the biggest difference. Mm -hmm. People being like, wait a minute. Okay, yeah, you're right. Maybe that thing isn't really what it maybe it's something more to this that those small details like actually educating people and i mean again yeah. we've seen this it, same nurse even same kind of situation with male um 
sexual assault victims and explaining how men don't come forth and report sexual sexual assault right. that many that like you know like just explaining that like the shame behind it for a lot of mm-hmm. for a lot of men um to even come forward to like say anything and that's so i think reiterating that that was great and and that was awesome it, and i liked what they did in court too and they're like you're look how big you are look how large you are yes um look how look at your size how can you not you know stand up to her and you're looking at them like like even garland's wife was like you know they're kind of like an odd couple you look at some people and you're like i get it you look at them and you don't understand it you know mm-hmm. um so just like there's such a contrast in how they physically appear and sometimes in a lot of life situations people think because maybe if you have a, you're bigger in stature or maybe you have a bigger personality you're more outspoken that you are um unable or incapable of being bullied abused or anything like that and a lot Mm -hmm. of domestic violence and relational abuse is psychological like they were saying it's a psychological thing it's not a size thing um so i thought that was a great point that they really drove home um and dealing with with her and then Mm -hmm. showing up abuse pattern see like how she like was gaslighting him and all those text messages and like harassing him through those text messages i was like yeah. that, du- that kind of made me mad because i was like this is the dumbest thing anyone's maybe ever done on this show mm-hmm. yeah while honestly, you're in court <laughs> while you are in court um yes i all of your points i agree with um the when her lawyer was attacking um andy and i want to give a shout out to this actor because it was lee um turgeson playing um eric garrison so you may recall he is a repeat offender um I, if i remember correctly he was um attacking prostitutes and pr- like with prayer yeah it i think like he, a, was he was the, like a religious fanatic he was a yeah. religious fanatic and he thought he was like re-cleansing them or yeah, making but, them pure again or something yeah it's uh if i if i'm thinking of the right episode he says one of my favorite he like says are you ready to meet your father and the girl's like my father and then she like cuts him because <laughs> um, she's like excuse me um uh, it's so good yeah so anyway that's a repeat offender he needs a shout out for that um but when he's questioning uh Andy on the on the stand and he's like you're bigger why didn't you say no why didn't you stop her and i appreciated um his response of like i'm so much bigger i didn't want to hurt her mm. i was like that actually is fascinating and makes sense and you're right the trial the like court case was so much more interesting um than the beginning of the episode um and it was was good and the details were good but i think that when we had the moment where he's like you you didn't say no you didn't get up and leave i'm if i were in the jury watching this i was like flip this in my head if that was a woman i'd be like you're Mm. you're attacking her um so i feel like the lawyer made a mistake i think that was not the the method he should have gone after um it just felt like an attack i think it was interesting that they kept saying this is just a personal matter. This is just a private mm. matter. This is a family matter. This is a relational matter. And I'm yeah. like, okay, do you know that it could be that and it could be illegal? I'm usually yep. exclusive. It's not, it's like, it could be totally your private personal business and you could mm-hmm. be, and it could be hundred percent illegal and um, they're not usually exclusive. So guess what? Clank, clank. Like you're going to, I thought that her um, punishment was really, that, that kind of made me mad. Cause I was like, mm. You sent such a strong, like, well, it seems like you're trying to send such a strong message about 
how anybody can be a victim and anybody can be a a, a predator really mm-hmm. or an abuser rather because we look that's someone you would look at her right and she's just like thin you know artsy high right. like high, high upper echelon type of vibe I guess mm-hmm. and um but she's abusive but she does things like that like and the, and the things that she does are like sexual sadistic things yeah. you know like you would probably never have guessed that in millions especially when they came into the gallery I don't know if you remember this part it stuck out to me she was like um I didn't I, I didn't write it down in line oh I did it was too many things you probably did but she was like oh yeah this artist artist is she's a first of all she's like three different races she's pansexual and some other thing and I was like like right. like almost like look how diverse and open yep. and inclusive and accepting and open-minded that this yes. artist is who lives around the corner from here. Like, like it was just, it just, or like a neighborhood artist. It just seems like right. she, she came off like she was some type of ally or understanding person or someone who has like the cognitive ability to not, to understand or to have like a certain level of empathy or, but you are at home doing crazy stuff. That's crazy what she did. That was crazy. Like literally, you just, I thought about it for one second and I've like been mad at people I've dated and I've never wanted to harm them in that kind of way. I mean, I just think like, like oh, I want to make her mad and I want to make her mad. And it's like, that's what she does when she's mad. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And so we got to see like, listen, it's not just, this is not what an ab- abuser looks like. It's not what abuser dresses like. This is not how, an like, there's no one way for somebody to be abusive to someone. And we saw that with her. What I didn't like was that she got away with it. And it was like, why are we not having accountability in these types of cases? Like when right. these type of things happen and it's the other way around, it's a female victim and it's a, a, a male abuser, then he goes to jail. Like if that, okay, literally it was, it was it was the other way around and a man had been raping his wife mm-hmm. he would have went to jail he wouldn't have left her no house he wouldn't have signed over no child he mm-hmm. wouldn't have done any of it like her life would have gotten harder her life would have not gotten easier we see right. women get justice but the justice will change their life sometimes and not in the best way possible but like she got to just keep her regular life i mean yeah she's on the sex offender sex offenders list and so she right. can't get have her have custody of her son and that's the reasoning why okay but you're on probation for a year 365 days of probation and he says oh i'm not going to keep you from your son but i'm just gonna keep you out of my life and it just seems like you just got a slap on the hand and you got to like walk out and i just can't imagine that storyline or even in fictional reality happening um for a non-white woman absolutely um I- A hundred percent. The, it reminds me of also, um, again, taking it back to Carisi's uh, brother-in-law when he was assaulted by his PO, she was like, they were, the argument was whether she'd go on the registry. And she was like, I don't want to be on the registry. (laughs) And it made me think of like, every time we've had a man, like they don't get a choice because it's a sex crime. Like you get put on the registry. Um, and it, it really is interesting and there is a double standard and, um, I feel like, uh, I feel like it's an, I'm glad we had this episode. I'm glad we are dealing with this topic and discussing it. Um, I wish the story was done better. That said, the acting was phenomenal. Everybody was on the top of their game. Um, Seeing these characters, um, Andy and Diana, they were amazing. Um, I want to give some shout outs to the actors. Um, 
because they were so great. So that was Michael Gladys, who uh, was Andy. He is also a repeat offender. He is from yeah. so it's Branded, um, which is oh great episode. Go rewatch that, everybody. Um, and Anna Wood, they had posted, apparently Michael and Anna, the actress, uh, have this is the third time they've worked together, which is amazing. And you got to have that kind of trust for this kind of relationship, which was so good. Um, and she said some things that made me laugh. Um, when Rollins and her are talking at the at the gallery, I actually really like this scene because Rollins like did not attempt to like mislead her, but the woman let like made assumptions about Rollins, which was so interesting, and and was misled and then got mad about it, but it was her fault. Um, and she says, "In the last year, our sex life has gotten weird. It got weird and angry." Um, and I almost want to be like relationships you know sometimes you do need to spice it up i don't know why you're like shaming yourself if you want to claim that your relationship got like kinky then why are you you know unless you're going to claim that he's forcing you to do things you're not into which is so funny because later she you know decides to cut herself and blame him and i think the moment where he says i did it whatever she said i was like hey this is a red flag. Everybody, red flag. Yeah, that's laundry on the field for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, though. That, that, that's when the little boy, first off, I felt so bad for that. That, those, that little boy did a really great job acting. He did a really phenomenal job. I believed him because I was sad. Like when he was like, he wasn't even excited for brownies. And I am at my big age still excited for brownies. So, like, you know, you're sad. And um, let me give him a shout like, out for yeah, Charlie. He- by Hudson Paul. Good job, Hudson. Yeah, well, he um, the, named after the worst university, fictional university in the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good call. Um, that's funny. Um, but like it. Let me get back to my point. Sorry about Sorry. that. Uh, he uh, he he was just so sad. But him like saying that and the scene and her him saying like that she inflicted that wound on herself. And I know you yell. You say you know. Uh, dv stories on svu are not your favorite but it reminded me of seeing this movie i don't know if you ever saw this movie it's with martin lawrence and lynn whitfield it's called um it's called uh thin line between love and hate it's a Mm. 90s movie and in the movie i'm not going to give it away because if you haven't seen it you should see it it's like a classic movie and she beats herself up to go report him harming Mm. her and when i saw that i was like that is psychotic because in the movie Linda Whitfield was psychotic but that is like that site that psychotic behavior that I have mm-hmm. to I have to harm myself when I self-harm is not something that I struggle with in order for someone to believe me though, though I've been harming someone else and that's another reason why I don't think that she should have gotten just probation right she needs treatment yeah she forced a vibrator up her husband's anus until he bled like that is literally are you that's what happened no that is i know that happened but you saying those words was unexpected sorry about that how are you going to tell us that this is what she did right because you have to think about it like she physically did like this is like and concept put this concept in your brain and now she gets to go on probation she needs to go talk to somebody. She needs to go get mm. hands laid on her. She needs to go, and I mean in prayer, not like in fist, but oh, that I definitely happened too. You thought it was also like a, could be helpful. No, 
<laughs> no, um, she needs like help. And the fact that she just got probation. Mm. If anybody's ever been on probation or parole, like that's not necessarily all the help that you need if you're in a different right. type of po- position and less likely probation. I mean, not like she should she should have served jail time. I'm sorry. Like no, I, I agree. In this episode. Especially because it is very clear that the probation she is on is is not the same probation that somebody from a different neighborhood or a different skin tone would be on. They'll probably be on, yeah. Um, yeah, I have to point this out. Uh, Amber says, uh, great acting, just wish it was better conceptualized episode. And then goes on a whole baseball thing. <laughs> like a, <laughs> not a swing and a miss, but more like an infield fly ball. Like I know what the fuck that means, Amber. <laughs> so... Yes, it's like you hit the ball, right? This is because I played softball for one whole season. Oh, great, please. So it's like, yeah, it's terrible. I just want to wear the uniform. So you hit the ball, and though you did hit the ball and it did go somewhere, it counted for nothing. So it gets a fly ball, so it doesn't count for anything. And I and, see. and the and and you you hit it and it went somewhere, but like don't it doesn't really matter, doesn't really count. And Amber, if I'm incorrect in explaining that, I only played one season of softball. Amber, Amber coming at me like I know what a fucking I, baseball yeah, I was like, metaphor. what the hell? Um, here she says, LOL, you hit the ball, but your ass is still yeah. out. Oh, you're Thank out. You. Okay. Oh, because you, okay, you get out the game. Okay. See, I'm, mm. all right. I know that you do that. hit the ball. Okay. Well, we're going to go to a baseball game, yo. We'll break this down. We'll figure this out. <laughs> Yes, hell no. <laughs> no. Um, Audrey says, uh, would we be saying treatment and help if it was a man of color assaulting a woman? Look, we want jail time. I think we all agreed that she should have had jail time. But she, but I mean, Audrey's point is, and Audrey, I love that name. That's my grandmom's, uh, that's my grandmother's name. But uh, th- her point is right. She's just saying, but I, I can't be mad at the writers because they wrote it how people are experiencing the justice system in the real world. I right. can't totally be but wrong. But that's a or great maybe, question. Th- I, I, that is actually like, wh- why not? Why Why don't we see that? I mean, yeah. Uh, Audrey's bringing up good questions. All right. Um, and they uh, don't have baseball in them. So, they, so they're so they great questions. <laughs> yeah, there's no baseball. I, I could follow what's happening. Um Amber, do basketball. Amber, do basketball next time. No, no. Keep the sports out of this. I'm very confused. Um, Let's talk about the stupidity of the texts. Um, Because so when when Andy was sitting outside the court and looking at his phone and like it was clear that something was happening and great detectives on our team did, did not investigate what was happening at that moment. Um, and then he's on trial and we see her texting, which her lawyer should have been like, put the fucking phone away. You're on trial. Um, and then also he checks his phone on the stand. It just, it was confusing. It was confusing the text. Make it make sense. I mean, well, I think it just maybe like was, like I said, it was shows just how abusive she really Mm. Um, is that she can't and he said that, see I think it's and maybe you missed this line but he said she's getting so mad and I'm scared because when she gets mad like this she can't control herself 
So she mm. could. So if she's in a court in a courtroom with him, she can't physically right. get to him. She can't. So the only thing in her control is the phone that's in her hand. And so she goes on the spree. And I don't know about any of y'all. I have definitely um, read people their rights via text message before. You may have gotten a paragraph from me if I felt some type of way about you know what it was. And I, you know, although text messaging is not a great form of communication, it's the least it's the least effective form of communication because there's no social cues, no nonverbals, no tonality mm-hmm. in your voice. So if you ever have a text conversation and it's going bad, just stop it anyway. So all she could do was text in that phone. So that's what she did. Right. And it and it just it. And the crazy part was, they didn't even get her shot in the foot. Like, you did, you made that big giant blunder and you did it in court and the judge didn't even say, the nerve of you to come into being this court, to sit in front of this court and this jury's time and conduct yourself like that at, during the processing of this of this court and blah, blah, blah. Like, she should have been read her rights, like, for mm-hmm. doing that. Like, that's the reason that like, she should not, I don't know, it's just weird. Like, they didn't say anything to her about that. It was so strange. Yeah, I agree. Um... I feel like the judge should have penalized her because like there was a, you know, no contact or no communication order in in place. And so it was very interesting. I feel like we've seen where a judge adds to um, a sentence. And I think that like, maybe she could have been like, you know, the deal agreed upon was one year, but instead, because you disregarded the one rule, we're going to add an extra. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Amber says Judge Barth would have said something. I don't know. Judge Barth is now on the defense team, so who knows? <laughs> I don't know. He kind of switched up a little bit. You can't. You can. You never know. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Um, Jennifer says yes. Maybe uh, if that led to some kind of judge speech, maybe it wouldn't have annoyed me so much. Great. Great points. Um, great points. Yeah. Uh, also, I just think it was stupid of her because it's in writing. Like, girl. <laughs> At least snap it, like you know what I mean. Well, so when he screenshots it, then you'll know, like, bang, they got me. Like, no, just at least something. I, whatever. Anyway, this episode was not the best. It could have been better. The topic was interesting. The acting very, was amazing. Very. Um, I, I'm out. Oh, the details. The writing was pretty good. It just was the story wasn't the best. I was playing Panda Pop. While what? I was watching it, Panda Pop, it's a game, so a game on your phone. Okay. Yeah, and I was playing it when I was watching it. And usually I like can stop myself, like, because like during the commercials, I'll play the game and I was right. like, oh, it's back on. I didn't even realize, like, oh, my phone's mm-hmm. down. Like, let me try to get back into it. And it was, I think it was a little hard to get into. I don't know what necessarily was missing. And it could just be us. We could totally be the um, small minority of people who thought this episode wasn't that a m- wonderful or great. If you dis, if you disagree, or there's reasons why you think it would, could would be better, how you could be- leave a comment, tell us, because I really would like to know. Because even though I have criticism, I have no solution to how maybe the episode. Could yeah, have. that's a really great point. Is I also was like, what was it missing? Like, did it need some sort of twist? Did it need? something interesting i know you weren't a fan of the end no um, i did like cheeky either we missed that we didn't get like a little thin one-liner in there we didn't get one yeah um jennifer says i think it was missing tension and logic um all right <laughs> that's a good point um i think that the the moment at the end um with Benson uh and and Andy being like you don't have to listen to her and then her being like you know whatever I want to be part of the kid's life and he was like you can be in his life but you can't be mine 
I liked that moment. I didn't like that that's how the episode ended, but I liked that moment. Um, yeah, I please let us know how we can how this episode could have been better. Um, but maybe one more suspect. Maybe there was like one more suspect. Yeah. I think that maybe it could have like if there was a little bit more guessing, and then it was like revealed like oh it's his wife, like oh my gosh, you know. So maybe maybe if there was a a little a little more gray area of who who could have done it yeah you know, it was so it was so clear and when a twist is so clear like that it's not a twist anymore it's just what happened in I the think, story i think you're right i think also the fact that the trailer or the promo for this week let us know what we were tackling um made me not consider any of the earlier stuff and mm. um i feel almost like it would have been interesting if there had been like you know, oh, in this neighborhood, there was an attack last week or something. Um, something just so that it wasn't oh, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like, like they've done, they've done that before. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, this happened. And okay, we'll just put my assault or my, with, with everyone else's, but it's something right. totally different. Okay. Yeah. That would have, yeah, that could have been a thing. I don't know what it was. It's crazy. Cause like, again, the acting was so great. We had two repeat offenders. Right. I don't know. Maybe maybe it just that we, it was coming off so much heat, you know, like so many like really like great mm. episodes that I did not get to talk about with y'all, and and now we have this, and maybe I, and maybe just in mm. contrast, I'm ungrateful. Maybe, um, yeah, that's possible. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say you're ungrateful, but maybe. I'm kidding. Um, no, you should be so, grateful because sometimes we don't get new episodes. And sometimes, you know, we take there's like a lot of breaks with this show. That's so true. Whenever you get a new episode, I am grateful for a new episode. So that's all I'm saying. Maybe yeah. I'm ungrateful because I wasn't so enthused about this one. Yeah. Well, um, I have last week we talked a lot about um, the case from last week. So we'd asked specifically, uh, for anyone who's in the psychology field to give us some uh, information specifically about this concept of breaking, um, what do they call it? Breaking diagnosis. And I got some messages uh, from multiple people, um, one on Twitter, one on Instagram, I'm pulling them up right now. Cause I want to read you all um, these things because I thought it was so interesting. We did want to know, and I want to give you all this information. Um, so uh, a psychologist says, um, uh, her name is Robin, uh, says, I'm a psychologist. I've never heard of the term of to break diagnosis. Some disorders you can be diagnosed with and then no longer have or be less severe once going through treatment. For example, anxiety or depression, often people will go for a while without being depressed and then be depressed again. But unlikely the more serious disorders. Also, uh, you're right, you can't be cured, quotes on that, uh, if you're a psychopath. People have therapy and go on medication to help manage their behaviors or, or emotions. Um, so thank you so much, Robin, for that. Um, there was also a thread on Twitter. I'm going to read this out um, from Amber. Uh, so... Uh, uh, all right, this is about psychopathy as a diagnosis. Here we go. 
Um, psychopathy isn't a diagnosis on its own. It isn't in the DSM. And the closest diagnosis uh, would be antisocial personality disorder. However, there isn't a clear overlap between the two. Uh, the tools, quotes on that, used to determine psychopathy are often used um, on people in the CJS. Um, the thing is the traits often used to describe psychopathy can also be, uh, praised given circumstances and industry, lack of empathy and remorse, lack of inhibitions, large ego, all of these can be seen in many high performing, successful people in the corporate world. Um, uh, uh, psychopathy is, um, really a way that is used to differentiate us versus them. They must've done these horrible things because they were different than, uh, we are in some way. Um, they may be fundamentally different, but it may not be these specific traits. Um, and also, uh, uh, about breaking diagnosis as far as Amber's aware, um, it isn't a thing. You may have another physician give a second opinion um, who may not agree with the initial diagnosis, but there is a fundamental difference between breaking diagnosis and successful treatment. Um, all of these are fascinating. There's more to this rant, and I'm happy to share it again on Twitter. Um, but yes, so back to my thing about I don't think breaking diagnosis is a thing. I also think that we definitely use when there are like you know, mass shooters or terrorist attacks, um, we do use mental health terms to try to understand why people do things. And I think that that's a huge problem that we have as a society, trying to demonize mental health, whereas somebody does something terrible does not necessarily mean they have a mental health issue. Um, but that is a whole other discussion that we could have on a whole other episode. I just wanted to make sure, because we talked about it a little bit last week, um, that we could talk about it this week as well. Okay. Um, we usually have a weekly poll, but Taylor's not here this week. So we do not have a weekly poll. Um, anything you wanted to add about the psychopathy thing? Before we do our favorite lines? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, I could probably really get on uh, my soapbox about how uh, we all talk about how information is shared and delivered um, in instances of people who are uh, terrorists, whether those are domestic or international or uh, other whatever, mm -hmm. people who do terrible things. Um, so there are, there are certain ways that we describe some people who do those things versus other people who do those things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And um, yes, but I, I, I think that people mean. make people make the mistake. Y'all, if you're picking up what I'm putting down, people make the mistake of now we knew things were wrong, or we, we maybe you could describe a thing, but now we have actual language to describe certain things, right? Like so. Before we just like, okay, you're, we knew, okay, misogynist, right? You know, but now we know more, oh, an elitist personality or something. Like we have more vocabulary. And with that education mm -hmm. comes just like learning, like stumble blocks of people really not knowing because they're all learning all this information so fast and so quickly every single day um, that I think the general public, we all make mistakes because that's not our area of expertise. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, white people that go and shoot up buildings of innocent people are not having a bad day. They are domestic terrorists. 
they are not there. They didn't have a, just have a bad upbringing. They're domestic terrorists because there are people who've had bad days. People who've had terrible upbringings that have not taken a single life. And that's probably just where I'm going to leave it. <laughs> I think that's a fair place to leave it. Um, and no, I, I don't believe anyone's going to be arguing with you here. Um, let's talk about our best lines from this episode. You seem ready. You want to go first? I only got one. Oh. I I literally, like, seriously, I can barely remember what I'm going to get at the grocery store. I have to write write it down as I'm watching it or I will not remember it at all. And yeah. or if and and I but I usually don't write because I just I'm watching the episode, but I had time to write a little for this one. So my favorite part is in the beginning when we see when we're introduced to Andy's family and, and everyone in the morning, you know, the Garland's neighbors, and he's mm-hmm. like they're brushing out the door, they're doing this, they're doing that. He's like, Are you gonna do this thing? You know, like are you and I think he asked something and he was like, Nope, time for school, gotta zoom. And I just thought that was like the cutest thing ever because you know, they're in they're on Zoom. Like that's what their right. school is. I was like, that little boy, that little joke was funny. That looks it's it's that's such a good one, especially because the girl Garland's daughter also was like, I have a fever, I can't go, so I don't have to zoom, right? The best part was her like jumping around after like uh, like right? talking while she was sick and she's like and she's like, What happened to your headphones? Like, I can't dance with my headphones. <laughs> yeah, that one's also a good one. Those are great. great. She that was she that little girl's funny too. Um I can't yeah. dance with my headphones and that's my other line. I like that one. Um, all right, I have um we have sex toys. Is it possible he did this to himself? <laughs> that one, because I laughed. Um and then I also really liked where he's like, I did it. Whatever she said, I did it. <laughs> like that's not how this works. Um and then also, um, I don't have the actual quote, but when Nurse Rudy was like, usually lube is present. <laughs> That also, I was like, yep, that is correct. Um, yeah. So that's funny. So one more thing I realized about that, even that scene, and we're not told directly that he, if he is a heterosexual or homosexual or whatever, how he identifies on this, like, but, but I assume that he's a gay man. Who? Is that the nurse? Oh, nurse so really? Yeah, so him talking about no, why I assume that I don't know, but him talking about that it's probably his level of comfortability in talking about this. Not just be because of his job, but him talking about it made it even more. like okay, well, it seems like the writers kind of make it kind of implied that he's like a gay man, right? So he would even know more about actually having being penetrated, like penetrated anally. He would know right. most about it. So when he brought the lube thing, I was like. Yeah, because he probably knows but also about that. I mean, also, he is, he is a, a sexual trauma nurse, specifically. Yeah. And earlier, Finn points out, like, you know, ask the nurse how many times people come in and, and claim they accidentally fell on something. Um, I have a doctor friend who tells me all the time about people who come in and accidentally fell on something in their butt. Um, so, like, guys, the doctors are aware. I don't know why you're lying to them. Just tell them what happened. Um anyway, point being, um the- Hold on, I'm sorry. Yes. Someone sits there with a straight face and tells someone who went through 12 years of pro- of primary school, four years of secondary education, and three more years 
in medical school and another additional two years as a residency mm-hmm. at least and then plus mm-hmm. however many years of medical experience that they have that yep. I fell and something got stuck in my butt. Mm-hmm. They fell on it. Usually, from what I understand, it's because it's a shampoo bottle. It's the guy <coughs> fell. Excuse me. If you listen to us anywhere that you hear podcasts, I'm choking right now. Because <laughs> I cannot believe that. Mm-hmm. I don't have any Anyway. <laughs> Where is... Oh, Taylor, I miss you. <laughs> She's probably like, oh, I'm so glad we're not, I'm not there for this. Um oh, anyway, <laughs> those are some of our best lines. Um, let's get into what did we learn? I came prepared. Okay. <laughs> I think you just learned something, but I came prepared. Okay. Allegedly, Harlem is the new Chelsea. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. I learned I knew that. that. <laughs> yeah, it's called gentrification. No, I'm aware of gentrification. <laughs> I, look, I live in not New York. Why would I know that? Yeah, no. Oh, oh it was like, a, I just, well, I'm from the East Coast. You know that. So yeah. it was a couple right. years back. Like it was, people were talking about real estate development. They were like, Harlem is like a new place. Like how Brooklyn became like mm-hmm. really big and it was booming. And I started ready, was, you know, moving, it was being gentrified. It was like Harlem is essentially next. So I kind of, yeah. I'm not surprised about that. I don't know if you've been, to, have you ever been out to New York before? I, yeah, I I will be going again soon. I just didn't know that Harlem is now the new Chelsea, and now I know. What did you learn? Hmm. Um, I learned that you just nah, learned why, that wait, people. No, I was trying it. to think. I was just well. That I did learn that I would not do that. But I, I, I'm, I now I'm thinking about it. Sorry, that woman cut herself, but she cut herself like right here. She's really crazy. She could have killed herself. Anyway, um, what I learned, I learned that even in written television dramas, white privilege still exists. <laughs> I would assume I come down. I would assume that was a, on purpose. I would, I and and it and it could and it very well might be. It very well might be. It could, or it could be on accident. It could, you know, whatever. It it, it could, but it just was like, and I'm. It's kind of like this, right? Like this whole, like this this year and all of last year. You know, I think a lot of people just wanted folks to be accountable for whatever they did wrong, right? So it's right. not even just, not even just by race, not even just by gender, sexuality, but like be a decent human being seems like it was the message like stop stop violence stop hate like stop that like cut it cut it out and so it's like you hear that that narrative has been going on really it's been going on for longer than this year and a half or whatever but it's really rang loud in these like in my life anyway the loudest in this last like you know 18 months or whatever and for it to be written like that and for no accountability to be held when for Mm. two seasons at least of this show People have been calling for accountability um, for people who do things that are wrong or heinous, and um, we didn't get accountability. And I guess maybe living in a person, like a, my, in a personal world or my personal life, I enjoy fairness and accountability, and I just didn't get it here. So I was like, "Dang, this is this is the place I feel like you should." Because Law and Order is always like, oh, "We're the good guys, and we do good." Right. And we, but again, when bad things happen, never reflects on the team. Never. 
never reflects on the team. He didn't. Mm-hmm. She didn't get brought to justice. The team still did a great job. Like, so that's what I learned, which wasn't really anything, I guess, because I already knew that. I I mean, you're right. And and we talked about early on in the season when they decided that this is the season and that what the show is going to try to deal with these things. And now we had an an opportunity. And um, you didn't you didn't even have to change any of the dialogue. You didn't have to change the story at all. You could have just put Finn in with one line that said something like that that just pointed it out or just said, you know. Hey man, this is great. Like that, this how this happened. You know, like just somebody who would have been the voice of reason to just quickly say, "Wow, that doesn't seem like it's enough." But you know, Andy probably could, like, you know, he'll probably be able to get through this, and we're gonna get him counseling or something, or like, you know, it, it, this doesn't seem like every cat being like, "Oh, I feel bad. I didn't believe her, and now she, you know, and and now I didn't believe her, and she was doing this, and and she still didn't get brought to justice. Like, how do you deal with this? Like, you know, the right. questions that she normally asks. So we didn't get any of that. Maybe maybe there were scenes that got. I don't know. I mean, I I think you're right. I think Finn or Cat, somebody should have said something. Garland could have said something. Um, I think, I think you're right. Also, it seems odd that Carisi would have taken the deal since, like, he he would have won. Like, it seems like everyone knew he would have won. Even her lawyer was like, "I'm not gonna put it on the stand. I'm not gonna tank my own case." Um, and like the texts really like were the nail in the coffin. I don't know why Carisi yeah. made the deal. Like it was pretty much it, over after that. Right. I I understand that it is difficult for some uh some people, I guess, to believe that a man could be assaulted. But it also, you know, if we go back to an early season, um, when Diane Neal, before she was Novak, her and her two friends assaulted that stripper. And like that was a challenging case because it was um vaginal penetration. So like it was hard for them to understand. This, I think. Everyone understood. Yeah, he did not sure. want that very clearly. Um, he was also unconscious. I think that was the other part. Is like he woke up to it, and I think that that could have been a point of Carisi's. Like he wasn't awake. He could not consent. No consent. Yeah. Even if he wanted it, he was not awake. Um. So it just seems interesting that, that he would make this deal. And you're right. Um. In another circumstance, this is not how it'd go down. All right. Um, before we wrap things up here, uh, as a reminder, we are doing a little bit of a contest. Um, if you rate and review on iTunes, we're asking for a five-star rating. Anything less, we'd like to know how we can improve. Um, and a comment so that we know that you did it. And on any iTunes or any YouTube video until the finale, the season finale, which I believe is next week. Um, we are looking for uh, comments and then you can help choose what we're going to discuss over the summer because we are not, even though the show is going on hiatus for the summer, we will not be. We'll be covering older episodes all season or all summer. Also, in case you missed it, you can now buy Slammin' Pair of Jeans onesies for your baby or if you're pregnant, a shirt that says Slammin' Pair of Jeans down where the offspring is growing um it's like lower on the shirt you're not gonna say where the offspring is growing you mean where their baby bone (laughs) yeah that um also now there are justice for snowball t-shirts 
Um, so if you would like to get a Justice for Snowball t-shirt or a Slam and Pair Jeans onesie, that merch is now available in the link below. Um, I wonder what ne our next thing will be. Um, not nothing based off of this episode. No, nothing from this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. This one is oh, not I guess, one. I guess something along the lines of like, if you're going to stick it in the butt, use lube. You know, something like that. What what's the way I'm putting on a shirt? Slip and slide, as we gonna put on there. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I love it. <laughs> I love it. We'll we'll make more merch uh, as we go. I think it's fun and check it out. And it has our podcast name on it because we're cool. Um, I think that's about it. Felicia, where are you and where can everyone keep up with you on the internet? I'm on Instagram at it's Felicia Michelle. I'm taking a Twitter hiatus because Twitter can be trouble. So I'm going to stay out of trouble and I'm going to stay on Instagram where I just look at pictures and I don't have to read all of people's words. That's where I'll be um, at. And it's, and it's on the screen. It's on the, it's on the, yeah. it's right, it's right there. there. Oh, there. Oh, I found it. Okay. Uh Thank you, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm everywhere at Yell Teagle. That's Y A E L T Y G I E L. We will be back, of course, next week at our regular time. Apologies for this move. It was my fault. Um, thank you to everyone who's live in our chat today. We had so many people joining us Jennifer, Amber, Daryl, Alice, Audrey, Kay Hirsch. Um, I saw other people. Oh, dang. Y'all really in here. Um, and, and shout outs and shout outs to Amber for teaching y'all about baseball. Yeah. Um, Sports. Also, um, for those who missed it, uh, if you enjoy watching people attempt video games, you can join me on Twitch tomorrow. I'll be doing Super Nintendo and Wednesday I'll be on the Xbox. I'm bad at both. Be aware. Um, also, oh, I have a really amazing uh, queer podcast called Have You Tried Not Being a Podcast? Uh, we just did a really amazing episode about um, the commodification of, of pride and about like how all of a sudden every store sells rainbows. Um, so check that out. It's fascinating. Um, I um I have I have that queued up because I'm gonna listen to it. Cause I was like, okay, I was like, hmm, I guess, oh shoot, do they they do do that, do that? Okay, mm -hmm. okay. It's fascinating. The like history of that is so interesting. Um, and we learned it and presented it to everybody. So um, yeah, check that out. Uh, do I have anything else to plug? No. All right. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Yes. Thank we miss you and we miss Taylor. But next week, it'll be all three of us again. It'll be like back when it's like, like when Destiny's Child gets back together. It, that's, that's exactly how it's going to be. I love that. Now I'm like, wait, who's Beyonce? That, that's that's let's not do that. Let's just all be <laughs> let's or have a let's be the powder. Let's be the powder puff girls. Let's do that. Let's be something different. Because every time you just someone does ask about Beyonce, sorry. The question is who? And the answer is all of us. We are all Beyonce. Yay. Y'all have a good week. <laughs> all right, bye, everybody.